Hello and welcome to Getting It Done, a podcast about music, education, and life lessons. I'm your host, Tim Rausenberger, and today is Tuesday, February 6th, 2018. This is episode 230, Weddings and Receptions. This episode says it all. Today we're going to be discussing weddings and receptions, the pros, the cons, and trying to make some type of sense over the event, which I think happens after the wedding. Let me explain. I was 22 years old, just graduated from college. I got my very first wedding invitation. It wasn't the first wedding I ever attended. It was the first one that I ever received personally, just for me, not for the rest of my family, not being dragged as a teenager, kicking and screaming to a wedding I probably was not interested in attending in the first place. This one, however, was a friend of mine who was getting married. I had not met the woman he was marrying yet. And I received the wedding invitation and the invitation said that the wedding was at four o'clock. As I came to learn, this was not the wedding. This was the reception. But the invitation said the wedding. And I have to tell you, I was genuinely confused because I missed whatever class there was in school, and I'm being sarcastic when I say that, I missed whatever class where the wedding became the reception, or I should say the reception became the wedding. I truly believed when I was receiving this invitation that I would be going to the wedding, which for me personally, I consider far more important important than any party. Party is a party. A reception is a reception. A wedding is the unity of two people who are about to spend the rest of their lives together. Something held in such high regard that many believe it should only be officiated by a religious individual in a religious institution or religious sanctuary. So now that I got that out of my system and the fact that I will never understand why wedding invitations invite you to a wedding, which is really not the wedding, but it's actually the party afterwards, let's talk about weddings and receptions. Now, to be fair, I am not married. I have never been married. I don't know if I'm going to ever get married, but I've been to more than a few weddings. I have spoken to a lot of people about weddings, specifically the costs involved with weddings. Now, of course, when they say the cost of the wedding, once again, it's really not the wedding. 
people should refer to it as the cost of the reception, the cost of the party, because that's what you're really paying for. You're really not paying a heck of a lot in the grand scheme of things for the use of whatever religious structure. If you're, you are paying someone to recite the vows and perform the ceremony, it's probably not a lot of money unless you've decided to hire some superstar. So why are weddings so expensive? Why are the receptions so expensive? And my answer is, I don't know. I don't understand, I have never understood why people spend so much money on this particular day. It's very similar to a prom. It's very similar to that big day that big moment. Now, I don't see anything wrong at all for these special dances for teenagers, sweet 16 parties. There are other types of special occasions that occur with teenagers. Uh, This also includes uh, bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs. And I understand that there's a cost that's going to be involved. And I understand that wherever it is you're going to be having this party, there's going to be food. There's probably going to be some type of music, the use of the facilities, and everything else. What I don't understand is the unnecessary materialistic things people purchase for these occasions. I really wish people would be more thoughtful, more creative, and just downright smarter when they're spending money on their weddings. To get a beautiful dress, I think that's money well spent. I think if you're spending a ton of money on a wedding gown, I think it's a great way to spend uh, those funds. And I think the same goes for the groom, as well as everyone else in the bridal party. Now, let's discuss that for a minute. I cannot begin to tell you how many people I have spoken to before who have gotten angry and aggravated at a wedding when they have to pay for their tuxes or their dresses. How's this for for a concept? Why don't you cut a lot of the ridiculous costs associated with the other components of the quote-unquote wedding and cover those costs? If those people are so important that they are members of the party and they're your closest friends and your best man and your maid of honor... You should be covering their costs. I've always felt that. I have never enjoyed being a part of those types of parties and having to be having to drop three hundred dollars on whatever, and I haven't even 
gotten the couple a gift. Ways that you can cut down the costs. Chocolate. And more specifically, personalized chocolate or personalized anything. There are so many useful ways that you can spend money and chocolate or other things that need to be consumed which have the person's name on them and the date of the wedding I don't get it I don't understand it I don't get it and I say that because what's the chance of anyone who has attended your wedding short of your immediate family more specifically parents or grandparents what's the what are the chances someone is going to be just relaxing one day and they decide to just randomly open up their drawer and pull out that item and start staring at it it's not likely it may have been likely years ago it's just not today because people are too busy looking at their phones I mean, I'm just being honest with you. There are portions of the reception where the food that's being provided is nice, but is often overdone. I think some people just simply purchase entirely too much food and I think the wedding cake is a big deal as well now you may think that I'm being I don't know what the word is you can come up with any different number of words in terms of me being negative about a wedding cake the fact of the matter is that the desserts that come out The wedding cake is not the only dessert. There are plenty of other desserts that come out, and usually they're far more desirable than almost any wedding cake. You're never told in advance what flavor the wedding cake is going to be. You may not like cake. You may not care for it. The big thing with the wedding cake is what the cake looks like on the outside. That's the big deal. And they can be extremely pricey. Think about the ways that you're getting back and forth to the wedding. Think about the videographer. Think about the music you're going to obtain. Now, I understand that all of this takes time, but there are so many ways that you can shave costs, and I think there are a lot of people who simply don't do it. I strongly urge the couples out there who are considering this big jump into the next chapter of their lives to make drastic cuts to their wedding. Put a little bit more of it perhaps into your honeymoon, but put a little more of it into your future. More specifically, your immediate future, like your home, like 
basic expenses instead of dropping $80,000 on a wedding. I hope you'll consider all of these different things. There are some people who are going to completely disregard everything that I just said, but the one thing to, to keep in mind with your wedding, always remember it's a very, very big deal to you and the people who you've invited are probably very happy for you, but the people who leave that uh, ceremony, that party, that reception afterwards, I don't think it really matters ultimately in the end about the, the minutia, the little bits of nonsense. I think if it's tasteful and it's classy, it's fine. When you overdo it, quite frankly, to me anyway, I think it's obnoxious. And a lot of those things that border on the obnoxious are the things that a lot of brides and grooms will worry about being quote-unquote perfect, and it really doesn't matter in the end. Hopefully, as always, this has been a helpful episode in some way. Please follow me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podchaser. These are all amazing uh, places that host the feed for the podcast. And I am so grateful to all of them for the great job that they do. And spread the word. Share, share, share. That's the best way that we as people in podcast land can be appreciative for what we do every day and for what you are doing for us. Thank you so much and good luck.